0: Hey there. Thank you for listening to the wild wellness podcast. I'm your host, Jenny. Everything I offer you here is to help you live and sweat and sync with nature. And it's especially for the wild, the women into living their dreams, because I believe you're here to live this one wild life. So I recently received a question from a student in Wild Fem Fit, my program to help you learn how to sweat and sync with your cycle. And basically she was wondering if she's trying to align her workouts with her cycle, what should she be looking for when her cycles are 23 days or 45 days long? She said, I'm 42 now. So what signs would help me to look for when I'm deciding what workouts to do? So wanting to align your cycle, but basically how to sweat and sync with your, your regular cycle. And I thought this was probably quite applicable to a lot of you because it's common for women to have a range in terms of maybe 29 to 35 days, but there's also some women that experience a cycle that's outside of that range. And as she's describing, sometimes it's as short as 23 days, sometimes it's as long as 45 days. So whatever the reason behind that, we're not going to necessarily go into that and hormonal causes or what might be going on there. But I did want to focus on the idea of how can you work with your cycle and how do you know basically what the best movement is for your body when it's really erratic and you might not be able to follow this pattern. And what she's referring to, and maybe you've heard me talk about it before, is when I'm sharing about how to sweat and sink with your cycle, you may have heard me talk about the four phases. And the fact that phase one is, um, and I don't call it phase one, it's the, I it guess the base phase, your menstrual phase, we'll call it that. And that would be, say, days one to five of the cycle. And then the next phase would be uh, the build phase that I call it, that's the follicular maybe days six to around day 12, 13, right before ovulation. So anyway, those are sort of what she's referring to. So when you have those days, and you're trying to sort of compartmentalize your workouts into, okay, so from days one to five, I'm going to do this kind of workout and days six to 13, I'm going to do this kind of workout, or I should feel this way. It's pretty difficult then when you have a 23-day or 45-day, but you don't actually know how long it's going to be. So you don't know maybe if your follicular phase was shortened or if maybe your luteal phase was longer or shorter. So I know I talk about sweating in sync with your cycle, but I want to remind you not to get caught up in trying to fit into that box. Don't try to fit into the lines of the days. And I do talk about this in the program and always sort of give a caveat like we're all different but still I get the question about how do you work with it if you don't know how long it's going to be and I also want to remind you that your cycle isn't just your menstrual cycle so when I say how to sweat and sync with your cycle it's really your cyclical nature your body that operates in this cyclical way instead of a linear way and that is also influenced by the cycles around us. So the seasons are a cycle. The moon goes through a cycle. So those are other things outside of your own body that you could anchor to. You could anchor to the moon cycles, the new moon and the full moon and and everything in between, waxing and waning. But those are sort of the two anchors that you might look to for, depending on whether you're in the menstrual phase or ovulating. And I talk about that in the program, and you maybe have heard me talk about it on other episodes here before too. But you can also anchor to the rhythms of the seasons of nature. There's cycles around us that maybe we notice we need to shift the way that we work out, or we notice differences in what we're interested in, or what our energy's like, or those kinds of things related to our workout. But if you do have a menstrual cycle that's your regular anchor and you want to find some flow within that even with an unpredictable number of days there's some other things to keep in mind too so basically yes keep in mind the seasons and the cycles of nature keep in mind the fact that you can anchor to the moon cycle and notice that energy but also these things that I want to share with anchoring to your own cycle, even when you're not following the number of days, like I was talking about in the beginning, days one to five, days six to 12, those sorts of things. These are the things to keep in mind. And to help you remember, it's actually three Ps. So the first one is points, specifically anchor points. Look for the points in your cycle that you can anchor to and how your energy shifts, how your interests shift, how you might even have different symptoms that pop up within your body, maybe mucus, maybe it's temperature, things like that. So I think of the anchor points in the cycle as ovulation and menstruation. So for one, look for signs of ovulation. Like I said, your temperature, your mucus changing, and actually in Wild Fem Fit, there's a bonus training on understanding your menstrual cycle from period coach Ginny Parham. And this way, at least you can start to think of your cycle in two parts, like the follicular phase and the luteal phase. The follicular phase being that time between menstruation and ovulation, and then the luteal phase being the time between ovulation and your next day one of your menstrual cycle so points look for the anchor points and look for those things that you can at least have as your day one or for your ovulation like let's say you're noticing that you have these ovulation symptoms around day 12 of your cycle so you suspect that you ovulated around day 12. well it's likely that you may then have a 25, 26 day cycle or even 24. So it's it's that midway point in the cycle. And I've noticed this in my own tracking in my journal. Whereas maybe if you notice that you're having those ovulation symptoms not until day 20, then maybe that's gonna give you the information that you're on a longer cycle at that point. So look for... The anchor points, the midway point of ovulation, and also, of course, menstruation can be an obvious anchor point for women who are menstruating. The second P is patterns. So points and patterns. Look for patterns which you're going to find in your journal, your workout journal, maybe even a journal that you keep to track your cycle, to track your period itself. But the importance of journaling is huge because that way you can see what your physical energy has been, how you have felt emotionally, how your digestion has been, what your sleep's been like. And of course, I go over this in my programs, Wild Femme Fit and The Blueprint, but you can get started simply with your workouts and tracking your cycle. So basically, when you have your next period, that's day one, and track from there, day one, day two, three, four, so on, and track what you're doing for your workouts alongside of that. And what I encourage women to do in this journal is track not only what you did, but how you felt. And there's a simple way to do this that I really won't go into here because it's more to explain, but there's some ways that you can look for patterns and look back easily to see how you've been feeling, And also look into those other columns like with sleep digestion and just your emotional, sexual, physical energy and what that's been like. So once you are tracking your cycle and tracking your workouts alongside each other, then from there, you can look at the details and it'll help you personalize your workouts because you'll be able to look back and see patterns. Like maybe you'll notice that consistently... Uh, a couple days before ovulation, you start to feel a certain way. Maybe you have a certain sensation in your body. Maybe you consistently have rated your workouts as being a little sluggish, like you're going from that superwoman phase to, yeah, I'm now dipping into a more sluggish time of the cycle. Or maybe it's a few days after that ovulation point. Maybe you don't have those signs of ovulation with mucus and temperature shift, but maybe you can notice a shift in your sleep once you're into that luteal phase, or maybe there's something that happens with your digestion. So not that any of these signs or symptoms are things that you're not maybe wanting to address, work on, um, you know, look at as these are things that my body is giving me as information, maybe to nudge me to, Uh, Do something that can support my body to be more healthy in some in some way. So basically, I'm saying that you know there's things that we experience that might be common for us, and we think that because they're common that they're normal. So I'm just kind of throwing in the caveat that just because you have these things and they happen every month and you start to notice patterns, that doesn't mean you may not want to get your hormones checked and work on your hormone health that way and see what you can do to support your body to its most optimal state in that capacity. But it does help to at least notice what those patterns are if you can find them. And you'll do that by writing them down. Cause I don't know about you, but I don't remember those kind of things in my head. So the third P is pulse. So not literally taking your pulse, but, kind of like the idea of getting a pulse on your own body and your own energy. So instead of trying to look at, okay, I'm on day 14, so I must be around ovulation because a 28-day cycle, that would be ovulation. Instead of thinking that, basically, you're going to look back at the journal at this point and note what you've been experiencing. So instead of trying to look at, I'm on this day, this is what it should mean, maybe look back. And look at the details of how you've been feeling. So on day 10 of your last cycle, where were you at? What were you feeling? What were you experiencing? Is it similar to this or is it something a little different? And I know this is similar to looking for patterns, but to me, getting a pulse on it is in a way taking how you feel now and looking back at how that compares to your last cycle. Whereas the patterns is just the act of starting to track your cycle and and then looking for patterns that you might have consistently around the midpoint in the cycle or once you're in the luteal phase. The pulse is more, okay, how am I feeling today? And does this relate to how I have felt on any previous days? And I know all this takes a little time and energy to look at, and I wanna address that in a moment, but let's recap for a minute. Points, patterns, and pulse. Look for the anchor points in the cycle, ovulation, menstruation, look for patterns once you're tracking and then get a pulse on where you are and how that might relate to previously. Or honestly the pulse can have the meaning too that I always share, which is just get a pulse on how you're feeling today and don't get caught up on, well, this is how I should feel or this is how I I wanna feel. I mean, I get that. It's difficult sometimes when you want to feel different and maybe you just don't have the energy for what you had on your training plan or your goals which is why again I teach on in the course Uh, in Wild Femme Fit and in other things I've shared here as well on the podcast, like how to adapt when you're not feeling it. How can you still stay on track with your goals that you have, but in a way that's not so rigid and linear? Because our minds have gotten into this pattern of thinking in daily and weekly, and consistency means that we do the same thing each time. And I mean, it does mean that in some cases, in, in some situations, but it doesn't always mean that we're doing the same thing all the time and that if we stray from that, we're not going to reach our goals. So like I said, all of this tracking and paying attention to your cycle, it does take time and it does take patience and maybe looking at a few cycles because you might not have enough information just looking back if you're starting this today and then you want to understand more about well what should I do for a workout and you don't have a lot of sort of data personal data to look back on so that can be something that requires patience and it requires us to show up and actually track this stuff because that's how we're going to get the information and it reminds me of another conversation I was having with a student in the Wild Femme Fit program. And basically she was talking about this journal of tracking. So she was wondering, how do I actually follow through? And when you want to anchor in any new habit, one helpful thing that I found is to make it visible, like literally put it somewhere you can see it, which is why I created a printable copy of the journal template. You can definitely have a digital version uh, in a um, Google sort of spreadsheet, but a printable copy is simple too, because then you have it out. And I always tell this to my essential oil community as well, and people who are getting started with those, because it's a new habit. It's something new you're adding to your routine. So you want to put your lemon in the kitchen where you're going to add it to your water in the morning. You want to put the lavender next to your bed where you're going to use it before you go to sleep. And you want to put the oils you're going to have in your skincare routine in the bathroom. Like you want to have them out and visible. And I know that's obvious, but it's sometimes these little things that make a big difference. And another way to anchor something in when it's new to your routine is to connect it to another routine that you already have anchored. So I did this with meditation initially. I was always sitting my butt down for 10 minutes to meditate after I got a shower. That was like my anchor point. So shower in the evening and then meditate immediately after. And I do that now with breath work. Sometimes I do it naturally in the morning, but I also have it anchored after my workout. So after a workout, I always do some form of breath work. And once you do have it anchored, like with the meditation and with the breath work, sometimes I do stray from that and do different things if I'm feeling inspired to do so but at least to begin with it gives you that anchor so this is how I anchor my journal routine with tracking my cycle and my workouts and these things that I teach because I use the same exact journal that I created for students in Wild Femme Fit and in my programs so in the morning when I'm checking my list for the day of like my top items my to-dos and the calendar this is when I do a quick little rundown of the day before in my journal. So it's pretty fresh in my mind still. Okay, how did I sleep last night? And then what was my workout yesterday? How did I feel? That sort of thing. You may find that it's better to do it right away. Maybe you're going to anchor that into doing after your workout. Or in the evening, you'll have it sitting there as you... Hang out on the couch for a little bit, and you're relaxing. So whatever it is, whatever works for you, hopefully that just helps, and I wanted to share what um, what I do in that capacity so that maybe you get inspired in something there. But anytime you're wanting to do something different than you are now, there's always gonna be that period where you may skip a day or it won't go as planned, or you're forgetting what you were wanting to do or to change and you end up slipping back to old patterns. So I just want to leave you with a reminder to go easy on yourself, but also envision the possibility that you can change and know that you won't get it perfect, but be willing to do it imperfectly. So in other words, if you miss or skip a day in the journal, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. Just pick up the next day. I don't catch every day in my tracking either. Some days there's one that I miss and I just keep moving forward with the next day. And also look back and notice the things you've already changed in your life. I bet if you thought about the you 10 years ago, like how are you different than you were 10 years ago and the way you're taking care of yourself now, the way you're eating, the way you're moving your body, the way you think about things. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast that you're someone who has changed in at least one of those areas in some way in the last 10 years. So just notice that and acknowledge yourself for a moment because looking at how we have changed in the past, looking at what we've already done, it gives us that assurance that we can just be patient and watch this process as we shift into something else that's new. Let me know if you have any questions. As a follow-up to this, uh, things things that you're still wondering about with working in rhythm with your cyclical nature, I would love to hear them. You can always leave them as a review on the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a review there, and actually reviews really help other people to find the podcast, so I would truly appreciate it. If you feel inspired to leave a review, you can post a question there. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life. P.S. If you want more on how to sweat and sink with your cycle, you can go check out Wild Fem Fit at JennyHolbert.com forward slash Wild Fit. The link is in the show notes.